Welcome to Ottawa Valley Vineyard, where we simply want to help you encounter Jesus, be transformed, and share His love. Well, so we read that uh, passage uh, because it brings, uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time in it, but it sort of brings us to some of the thoughts that we had uh, as a community, as we uh, began to sort of process and ask the Lord what our next steps would be, uh, what did he want us to plan for uh, with uh, COVID happening, uh, with whatever the next stages of our journey were going to be? It felt like such a time of uh, uh, being sort of disconnected and uncertain. And we felt as a community uh, at the end of the summer that we really, really wanted to just dig in and listen to the Lord together. And some of you will remember that we uh, really asked you guys to go through a process of listening prayer and uh, quieting your hearts, um, really laying down our own ideas and agendas, and then sharing with us some of the things that you felt like you were hearing from the Lord. And so we've taken uh, a lot of that input that we received, and as a senior leadership community, we've been praying over it and uh, listening to the Lord ourselves and uh, trying to just really distill what we felt like the Lord was saying uh, to the community. What we wanted to be able to say was, hey, uh, just like out of Acts 15, hey, this seems good to us and to the Holy Spirit. So we sort of had this sort of resounding sense of, yeah, we can say that we have a good idea of what God has been saying to us as a community. So the first thing I really want to do here is I just want to thank you for all of you who prayed and all of you who engaged and all of you who uh, made submissions, who sent things in to uh, uh, give us to ponder and to think about and dream about and pray about and, and discern and listen. Uh, your level of engagement was really, really important. Um, and we feel like uh, coming out of that time, uh, the Lord has really offered uh, us some wisdom and some direction. Maybe not always what we imagined or hoped for, but uh, definitely something that we can say that we think we've heard from the Lord around. Uh, this comes from uh, something in our hearts that uh, is sort of naturally longing to get back to this place. If you can look at this uh, photo here, this image on the screen, this was taken uh, in February of last year. Uh, our church sort of humming and growing and sort of uh, building and lots of people gathered and worship and all of that kind of uh, sort of exciting vibe that we had when we were together. And if we asked ourselves uh, really honestly, uh, going into this discernment process, what we wanted to hear, or maybe I can't speak for, for everyone, but what I wanted to hear was I wanted to hear a really clear plan uh, from the Lord for how we get from COVID back to normal, <laughs> from COVID back to normal, right? And of course, nobody is saying that that's even going to be possible. Like they, we're talking about a new normal here. It's not like that. But there's something in my heart that when I see that uh, community gathered, that group of people that are uh, together um, as a pastor, right? That's that's what I've worked for. That's what I've longed for. That I've wanted to see uh, that building, that facility, uh, that group of people that are all gathered in the place full. And, and, and that's, even for me as a pastor, some of my identity is tied up in some of that stuff. So I have a natural inclination to want to go back to it. And as we've all let that go, there's been a certain amount of grief. So allowing God to speak into that desire to go back to normal um, was, was actually in some ways challenging because we knew that he might not actually say 
the things that we really wanted to hear. Like we could imagine him saying, okay, so this is a facility. This is what it's going to look like. You should purchase it, begin to meet in it, even with masks, and be, been, begin to prayer, uh, prayerfully go towards being a, a community that is a large uh, church gathering again. And this is the plan for how to do it. That's sort of what we wanted to hear. But this is what we heard. Trust. If we could sum up in, in one word what came from the community, uh, what uh, came into our own hearts as we listened together, as we discerned what people were saying to us, and putting all of these images together, uh, we could say that we heard the word trust. Um, we really wanted very much for there to be uh, sort of an end to the uncertainty, an end to the not knowing what was next. And what we found uh, as we listened to the Lord more and more was a sense that he was more interested in uh, speaking to our hearts and transforming us and making us who he wanted us to be than he was in the externals. That he wanted our trust to be in him, not in our forms. Uh, he wanted our trust to be in the core of Christianity and what it is, and not in the trappings of Christianity and what Christianity might look like. Uh, that he wanted an, an authentically deep relationship with him more than he wanted uh, us to look like we had an authentically deep relationship with him. So we hear this call to rich, rich relationship and, and deep authenticity that ultimately can be characterized by growing deeper than ever in a trust in the Lord. And that's why this passage from Proverbs is so important to us, reading Proverbs chapter 3, 5 to 6 again, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So speaking about this incredible dependence on the Lord, uh, part, just to get this piece out of the way, because we were so asking the question and orienting it around facilities, um, what did he have to say about that? When we heard back from the people about, you know, where we might meet, we heard uh, a, certainly a longing to be gathered and certainly a longing to be in a facility, but we didn't hear consistency about what that facility might be like. So what we uh, were able to sort of extrapolate from that sort of longing for place and longing for gathering is that the Lord wants us to have that longing, but he's not going to answer the question of where and how exactly yet in terms of a long-term uh, home for our church. But what was really clear was that we could trust his provision and his timing for it, that we didn't need to make that happen, that we didn't need to have our exact plan in place that he has got this one for us and that when it's time for us to meet when it's time again for us to gather when it's time for us to be uh, in a place he will provide it that he uh, is going to look after us he knows our future better than we do uh, we can trust that he's a good and he's a loving provider and he's going to take care of us and for us that was tremendously comforting because there's a uh, was a lot of anxiety around that question in a time when things are so difficult how do we raise funds for a facility how do we do all of that and we just felt like the lord just sort of took that angst and fear out of the picture for us and allowed us to just sort of say hey man he's got that and so we just thank you again for your input around that um, and then just back to the idea of facilities aside um, what what's the heart thing what is he doing inside of us and we just again it's saying it seems so clear 
He wants us to grow in trust through the uncertainty. And in fact, he's actually using the uncertainty to grow us. So let me read this quote. God uses uncertainty to grow our trust. When external things are shaken, we find him waiting there to still our hearts. So that when that world around us is, is stricken, when all of our habits, when all of our patterns, when all of our usual fallback, go-to comfort things are sort of stripped away from us, he's still waiting there when all that stuff is gone. And so he's more interested in our hearts than he is in those outward things. And we see that all through the scripture, like all the way from Genesis, all the way through to Revelation, that God is calling his people to a deep, authentic uh, trust um, for Samuel, uh, 16, 17 seemed really important, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I've rejected him. So he's talking about, uh, one of the, uh, men that, uh, Samuel thought maybe would be the next King of Israel. And he's like a good looking guy and he's got it all together. Uh, he's got, you know, good attendance numbers. He's got, uh, lots of people coming to his Facebook page. He looks great on Instagram. He's fairly buff and he's like a pretty wicked looking dude. He's well-educated. Like he's the man, like he's the guy. And, uh, Samuel says, don't, uh, God says to Samuel, don't look on his appearance or his height or his stature. He's not the one I've rejected him for the Lord sees not as man sees man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And so I think when we think about OVV and what it is, the Lord isn't looking at our outward things. He's not looking at our facility, our building, exactly what our meetings are like. Now we're going to work hard on doing a really good in-person gathering on the 29th and the 23rd. It's not to say that gathering isn't important at all, like we really believe in it. But at the same time, that gathering and our ability to make a good show and to make something work like that isn't the thing by which God judges our success. Our success in navigating this pandemic will not be measured by the form of our gatherings, but by the shape of our hearts right? Uh, we're not going to be judged by those things. We could do those things with a terrible attitude, with a terrible posture. Our, our heart is what's awesome. Our heart is what is he, he's like looking at me saying, that is the thing I'm interested in. That's the thing that I want to take with me. That's the thing that is eternal. That's the thing that I'm connecting to. I'm not looking at those outward things. I want these people to have an awesome, amazing heart that is passionate for me. And so we sort of uh, take that and we sort of say, okay, we're going to have to disconnect a little bit from our passion for the external uh, to uh, be authentic followers of Jesus. And so this question like came like, like really clearly, you know, even as preparing this message, uh, asking myself this question as a pastor who is all about facilitating gatherings and who has been all about uh, making all of that stuff happen uh, really well, as best as we can. Uh, have we placed our trust? Have I placed my trust in the form of my faith or in the founder of my faith? Have I placed my trust in the form of my faith or the founder of my faith? Uh, I am more joyful when we're in a big church service and everything's humming, I am less joyful when I'm alone <laughs> in my office, right? And so that speaks to a problem uh, with me. 
that speaks to uh, something in me that is attached to the trappings of Christianity more than attached to the core of Christianity, um, the actual uh, center of it. And so we look at all these things, and you can ask yourself the question, like, what is it about my faith that I love? What is it about this church that I love? What is it about OVV that I love? Uh, did I love having a building to go to where we could all be together on Sunday morning and worship together in that full, awesome sound of uh, people uh, offering praise to God? Was I there for the live worship uh, so where we could have uh, people like singing and sort of creating a musical experience that I could enter into? Uh, did I love that worship experience? Is that really what I wanted uh, from that space? Is it the programs? Is that what I love about the church? Is it that I love the youth group? Is it I love the kids program? Is it that I love uh, whatever it is that the church is able to provide me with in terms of a service from that perspective? Uh, is it Sunday school? Uh, am I going to be committed to going to church? on a Sunday morning so that I can listen to some teaching. I can listen to a sermon while somebody takes care of my kids for me. Is that what makes faith work for me? Is it the coffee time? Am I there? Uh, because uh, we have an amazing coffee time, Equator Coffee. It's fantastic. And I get a chance to visit with friends that I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, is it uh, the teaching? Whatever it is, uh, if those things are taken away, if those things are stripped away from us, if those forms of faith are taken away. Am I content with this? Am I content with the purpose that's really there? So I look at Sunday school, for example, and we and we we love what OVV Grow does. We love the fact that there's activities and games and amazing things for our kids when we were able to meet in CPHS. But we didn't do that to create uh, just a fun experience. We didn't do that to create uh, a care, a childcare system so that you could listen to a sermon, right? We did that so that we could see that your children were discipled and brought up in the way of the Lord. And so the question is, without the scaffolding of the programs that we could offer, can we still be passionate? Can you as parents even still be passionate about discipleship and discipling your children and growing them up in the ways of the Lord? If teaching is really important and um, hearing the word of God spoken to your community in your region for you uh, is really important to you, and you love to be able to come on a Sunday morning and to hear Jake or to hear Matt or to hear myself uh, teach the Word of God, but you liked the form, the sitting, the gathering, the having friends beside you when you did that, um, and that's what anchored you there more than the actual content, then there's a challenge there for us, right? Because the teaching is still there. The manna is still there. Uh, the teaching is there in the Word of God, in the Scriptures when you open them up. The teaching is still here over uh, the Internet, over our streaming. It's not the same as it was before. It's not the same form. But that we know that there are tons of people who have said, in this new form, I can't accept the teaching. be like saying, man, I really, really like 
uh, noodles and I need the information. I need the uh, nourishment that comes with these noodles. But I'm not going to eat these noodles because they have Parmesan cheese on them. I really want like KD noodles or whatever it is, right? It's like taking something that's essentially the same and saying, man, I'm not going to take it in because it doesn't taste the way it used to taste. And so we're called to authentically desire uh, the thing that's important and not the form it takes. That question of function over form is really important for us. And we see that in Hebrews um, chapter 12, verses 26 to 28. Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This is God uh, speaking. This once more indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So we've had our church kingdom shaken. And what we're hearing the Lord say through the prophetic words that you guys shared and through uh, our own listening together is that we are to be really, really careful in this time to make sure that our hearts, our faith, isn't coupled to things that can be shaken. Our meetings can be shaken. Uh, Sunday school can be shaken. Our worship uh, form can be shaken. Our coffee time can be shaken. All of these things can be shaken. Are we coupled and connected to the kingdom of God? that cannot be shaken. And so we are called uh, to something deep. We are called to a deeper trust in this time. We are called to value that authenticity, that authentic faith over the forms that we were able to joy, enjoy. And even as we're learning to accept these forms, we need to hold them loosely. For those of us that have fallen in love uh, with uh, streaming, that have fallen in love, what if that was taken from us? Would your faith be able to stand if you couldn't dial in and connect on the internet? Would your faith stand? Would you be able to find community and connection and scripture another way? Whatever it is. Um, and this is, again, a warning uh, that came in, in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 3, 1-5. to Just listen to this. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. We need to value the presence of Jesus and the power of Jesus more than the forms, the traditions, the culture of Christianity that is surrounding uh, the core of the faith. We need to have true godliness and have Jesus' power truly active in our lives. And that could take absolutely any shape. So in this time when we were uh, praying and saying, hey, we, we would love to have a building, we would love to have a facility, we would love to know what those things are and dot our I's and cross our T's on all of those sort of practical details, Jesus is saying, hey, wait a second, I don't want you to worry about those practical external things. You need to worry about me. You need to worry about your relationship with me and learn to go deep as a community. So this question comes to us, can we do the essentials of trust in Jesus when our forms of faith are forced to change? Can we really trust him when the whole world is shaking? And that was just so clear as we prayed together. So, so clear. 
uh, we need to be people who are deeply rooted in him. And so this question just sort of is clear. And this is, again, we're not going to take a lot of time to unpack these. We'll do this in tomorrow or in next week's message. Um, but what are the essentials that he was calling us to? And these are things that we heard coming across uh, through the prophetic and again through our own prayer time uh, over the last uh, several months. Uh, the first thing is, is, is a really basic thing is he wants us to be a body that connects and cares. Right? When we can't facilitate a coffee time for you, can you still connect with your friends? You know, we the image of the gathering, the coals. Can you intentionally create your own coffee space, your own coffee time when we can't facilitate it for you? Will you do that? Will you be the body of Christ when we have to uh, be in a place with masks and not have conversation and not be able to sing aloud? Can you create a space where that vibe can happen, that connection can happen, that care can happen, and can happen deeply. So we're called to this rich, authentic relationship. Uh, At a time when the easy, comforting small talk, that sort of level of connection that we experience on Sunday mornings or have experienced in the past, it's difficult to achieve that, right? But we are required now to achieve that same sense of connection through uh, more commitment and more intentionality. That's how we connect to one another, to that kingdom that cannot be shaken. Requires more effort, requires more uh, intentionality. So can we be a body that connects? Can we be a body that cares? And the other thing that seemed evident was just a calling uh, to discipleship, a calling to transformation is calling us to be true disciples of Christ and not consumers of religious services. Right? Right? This is huge for us. Like we live in a culture where we can shop for any church that we want. We can go anywhere we want to find somebody who will say something that will agree with us. But can we find a church body that will say something that challenges us? something that drives us deeper into the word, something that takes the who we think we are and turns it into the who he wants us to be. Uh, We need to be more Christ-like, evaluate, like is our faith based on this sort of shared cultural experience or is it really based on a deep and abiding relationship with him? Are we willing to come uh, and be changed? Are we willing to come and be made new? And so for us as leadership community, that's the challenge is how do we do discipleship? How do we uh, really equip believers to go deeper in the faith than they've ever gone at a time when we're more disconnected than we've ever been? We believe that's possible. And the third thing that seems really important, again, words coming from you and words from uh, those of us in the leadership community is that we need to strengthen our theological, biblical, and organizational foundations as a church. Um, we need to be grounded in his word. We need to be grounded in the truth, a true understanding of who he is. Uh, and we need to be able to withstand uh, whatever culture throws at us, whatever uh, happens to, to go, like whether it's COVID, whether it's the zombie apocalypse, uh, whatever is going down. Uh, whether it's persecution or trial or sword or famine, drought, whatever happens, whatever hits us, uh, depression, whatever hits us, um, we need to be able to be a church that's anchored. This is a time when the winds of culture are blowing fiercely and and threatening to completely unmoor the church and send it 
down a path that will cause it to be washed out into an incredibly um, hopeless and incredibly, um, in a sense, useless uh, body because it's not distinct, because it's not alive, because it's not carrying with it the DNA of Jesus. And so we need to let our roots, roots go deep to be nourished by him so that as the winds uh, blow, we'll be able to be anchored and be able to withstand. And we need to have alignment. Uh, our, our leadership actually has a very, very great level of alignment uh, now. And we think that our church is largely fairly unified, but we need to be able to have the same language uh, for things so that when we are called to make a snap decision to go, to pivot, to transition, to do something that God is calling us to do structurally, we can do it without losing the heart, the values, the theology, uh, the strength of the scriptures. So again, there's that need for us to be anchored. The bottom line when you put all these these three things together is that God doesn't want our church to be a mile wide and an inch deep. Um, as a pastor, I, I confess that there's times when, when I've been so tempted by that. I've been so tempted uh, by a full room. I've been so tempted by the crowd. I've been so tempted to make something that looks uh, large and successful numerically. And, and that's been, that's been uh, for all kinds of reasons, all kinds of brokenness in me as a person, all kinds of brokenness that we share in common, that desire to make that thing that just looks successful uh, when God's measure of success is, is very different. His measure, measure of success is about our hearts. And so uh, this is a time for us to grow. I, and I think he loves like a, a wide church. He wants a big bride. He wants lots of people to come to know him, but not at the cost of us being shallow church. We're called to be both deep and wide. And now in this time, when the things that allow us to be wide have been taken from us, is a time when we have only really have the option to go deep. And so we have to do that as a people. We have to go deeper and deeper and deeper. We have to be connected. We're going to talk more about that in the next, uh, in the next week. So he wants us to be a fully alive expression of his kingdom, even when we can't gather a crowd. We want the kingdom, not the crowd. And that's the essence of the word that he had for us. There's uh, a little bit more that you'll receive uh, by email in the coming days where we sort of unpack a little bit of that. And uh, But from a sermon perspective, from an understanding perspective, this key value is so important that we value the form, not the function. Uh, we value authenticity. Or sorry, we value the function, not the form. We value authenticity over form. Again, it's a call to real. It's a call to the deep. It's a call to being kingdom people at a time when uh, we we can't make ourselves look like kingdom people when we're not. So we didn't receive a master plan to get us back to where we were. We didn't receive a master plan to make things look like uh, they've always looked. That's just not what God gave us. That's just not where he's leading us. We did receive confidence that if we trust Jesus, that he will lead us somewhere better. And that's what I'm, I'm tremendously confident that he has something better for us than we could have ever imagined. 
but it's going to require us to go deep. It's going to require us to follow. It's going to require us to get in one another's faces. It's going to require us to repent. It's going to require us to get into the scriptures. It's going to require us to commit uh, to relationships in new and radical ways. It's not going to be easy, but it is going to be better if we follow. Thanks for joining us. To connect to the ministries of Ottawa Valley Vineyard, visit ovv.ca.